What's up, everyone? Welcome back to NYU Grads Daily Podcast. It's Wednesday, September 20th, after market hours. Today was a hectic day. Um, I don't know if you saw at 2.30, God uh, was on television talking about what they're going to do with rates in the next coming uh, months. Um, I'm, I'm kidding, obviously. Uh, today was Fed Rate Decision Day. And that's pretty much all everyone was waiting for. Uh, But we had a lot of ugly action during the day, which I'll cover. But uh, let's jump right into this. So, um, gosh, I don't even know where to start. Um, If I had to summarize Powell's interview, basically he he was uh, taking away the baseline case of a soft landing. So this was bad news in that everyone is basically expecting the Fed and this one man, Jerome Powell, to orchestrate a soft landing, which I think is kind of asinine when, you know, you take a look at all the contributing factors of inflation, you know, lower rates and going to zero and ZERP was the cause. Now, the Fed was not alone in going to zero, right? Everyone was behind it, whether it was Wall Street, the administration, anyone who uh, has a vested interest for stocks to rise, all uh, are culpable. You know, the, the saying is that there is a Fed put. If you've never heard of that term, it's basically, hey, uh, no matter what happens in the, in the market, the Fed got our back and they will bail out the banks, as they did with SVB and the others, they will bail out all the automakers and banks back in 2008 and the airlines. Uh, the Fed's just never going to let anything fail. So that's the whole FOMO trade, YOLO trade, Diamond Hands trade, all of that meme stuff happened under, Fed, under the Fed's tutelage of going to zero. So now that Jerome Powell is stating that his hero, um, Volcker, killed inflation in the 80s, so he's trying to do the same, is kind of ironic because he and his friends caused the inflation. So I think that's kind of funny. But uh, yeah, the baseline case of a soft landing is no longer a baseline case. So that was like a... (gasps) moments during the interview um there are more yays than nays for our november rate hike one more time before the new year and there wasn't much talk about yeah i'll be easy on rates next year in 2024 we need data and that's another thing they have all the data are you telling me that they need to wait for data like they're looking at the rear view mirror to drive forward I don't understand um, anyway uh, it was a very uh, it was whatever happened in the interview and in the notes it was seen as very bearish uh, as soon as the FOMC rate decision came out at 2 o'clock there was a slight sell off uh, but it stopped the bleeding stopped around 44.80 on the ES, 
S&P futures. And then it started to spike and fight its way to 4,500 uh, before Powell went on the podium to talk. But as soon as he opened his mouth and started talking, the market sold off all the way to the close. And um, even after he finished talking, it, it sold off. It was just a very uh, deep sell-off across indices, across tech. Uh, pretty much everything was red today. Uh, looking at the SPY chart, the S&P 500 ETF SPY, SPY, and I'll post all these charts in the show notes. Uh, if we break 437, which I believe is the high volume node or the area of heaviest volume where people traded shares of SPY, if we break 437, we're going to take the elevator to about 420 to 430 range. And if that trend line that goes back to all the way to uh, end of October of last year, if that trend line does not hold, we are going lower. Uh, how low? I don't know. Um, but that is a clear break down of the recent breakout of like 415 on the SPY. And we will seek a new area where buyers and sellers agree upon trading. I don't know where that's going to be. We all have to watch it. Anyone that says uh, that they can accurately forecast where markets are going, I would take it with a grain of salt. So when I'm saying that if we break 437, I'm not randomly picking that number. There's a reason. And if we break 437, I'm saying logically we are going to test that trend line from back in October, which is around that 428 range. But stocks usually don't stop on a dime. Sometimes they do, dealing with Fibonacci uh, trend lines and, and uh, retracements. But with this trend line, I don't think it's going to be a, a you know a, a to the penny type test. I think we're going to overshoot if we go down there. Because uh, when people are panic selling, it's not going to just uh, oversold can become even more oversold. Um, so that's a number to watch out for. Looking across all sectors today, pretty much everything was red. The ones that were positive, we're talking like consumer defensive, was up 0.13%. Utilities up 0.13%. Real estate up 0.07%. Okay. But when you take a look at the losers, the heaviest losers, you have communication services down 2%, technology down 1.58, consumer cyclical down 1.1. If you look at SMH, it looks very, very sick. And SMH is the uh, semiconductor index, NVIDIA, AMD, and all of those live in it. It is about to break this uh, range here if... SMH breaks below 143 on Thursday, we're going to probably go to 120 to 128. I'll, I'll post all of these charts, right? Because right now the 200-day uh, moving average on SMH is 132. We will definitely reach 132 if 143 breaks. Uh, and semiconductors are all the chip makers that put all the chip in our phones cars tvs etc 
they led the way on the way up, they will also lead the way on the way down because all the money is there. Um, so this is very concerning if you're a bull. Uh, you have to watch semiconductors right now. When you look at the dollar, looks bullish. We're about to have a bullish cross uh, today. When you look at the 10-year, it looks bullish. It looks like we're going higher. When you take a look at the VIX, it's basing. Uh, it looks like it's been basing since May. Uh, this little range here of like 12.6 to 16 and a half. We're building energy here. If we break out above, I would say the 16 area and then 17 on the VIX, we're going to fly. Um, looking at recent IPOs, another swindle is happening right now. You had ARM that came out, basically lost all of its IPO pop, and it's revisiting the IPO offering price near 51. CART was trotted onto the market this week. They are uh, losing all of their IPO pop. Clavio uh, came out public today. They also are losing all of their IPO pop. So this is not good for IPOs. It's not good for risk uh, assets or just a risk on impulse. Um, looking at home builders, it looks just like the semiconductors. The home builders uh, for the ITB ETF closed down almost 1% today at $81.10. The 200-day moving average looks almost guaranteed below. I think we'll easily go and test the 200-day moving average at $74.54 on ITB. Looking at JP Morgan, we have been living under the 50-day comfortably since late July. And if, if JP Morgan can't find buyers, we are going south to test the 200-day uh, roughly at 139. Uh, the EV maker Neo had a crappy day yesterday on um, Tuesday and they are down they're up today three percent but that doesn't negate like they were down like 17 percent yesterday on, on a Tuesday session Rivian same thing uh, they were down on Tuesday and they're down again today 1.5 percent um, TLT which are bonds it looks like we are going to test the near-term low of 92.23. If that breaks, I don't know how low we go, but again, uh, buyers and sellers will have to create a new range where they agree. Now I'm moving to the Magnificent 7. Apple, under the 50-day, under the 200-day. This is uh, not a good sign. Um, Apple looks like it's in trouble here. If we go below 170, look out. Uh, Amazon, uh, it was down 1.7% today, and it literally closed on the 50-day moving average. If this breaks down, we will visit the 200-day. If you know buyers come in earlier, maybe we'll only go to like the 100-day moving average or um, something that's lesser of a... Uh, a cut but it looks to me like the 200 day is possible uh, Google 
uh, still above its 50-day moving average, but uh, a very big uh, red candle today down 3.14% on the day. Um, Meta, which is Facebook, we have been hugging the 50-day moving average since late July. So we'll, let's watch what happens with Meta. Microsoft, uh, we are now, we've lost the 50-day, but we are now approaching the 200-day at 272, I'm sorry, at 318. Uh, if that breaks, we can easily go down to $280. So these are critical junctures here for all these stocks. Nvidia has been sick since that IPO pop. I mean, not the IPO, the earnings pop, record earnings. I've never even seen earnings that were blowout like that. Uh, but it has sold off since, and we lost the 50-day. It is halfway to the 200-day moving average, which sits right now at $380. So we closed at 422. So there's a chance that we may uh, lose 40 points here on NVIDIA moving forward. Uh, and then Tesla, uh, it's still above the 50-day moving average. We closed down today 1.48%. Uh, we are just at the 50-day. I mean, we're really close. So the 50-day moving average on Tesla is 256. We closed at 262. So a hair away from the 50-day moving average um, let's see what else has been strong lately. Adobe has been strong. Let me look at how it closed today. Adobe closed down 1%. That too is just flirting with the 50-day moving average. If we lose that, I think this also can easily take the elevator down to the 200-day moving average, which is at 455 right now. So that's like a quick summary of the action under the hood today. Um, man, uh, I have a, look, I, I, I'm not gonna forecast what's gonna happen, but what I believe is that how we end the rest of this week, how we close on Friday the 22nd is going to set the tone for the rest of the year. Um, it just seems like we're going to have higher yields for longer and uh, Jerome Powell and the Fed are not going to be accommodative. And it seems like up until now, no one believed them that they would keep raising rates or keep them high. So um, let's see what happens at towards on Thursday and Friday. But that's uh, going to be a wrap for the Wednesday session. I'll see you guys soon, and uh, please like um, or repost this on Substack, and uh, please subscribe on Substack as well. Have a great one.